Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Welcome to this Quantum Conversation. Today we are going to the basics, but we're going deep into the basics, actually to the ancient times and our inner connection to our higher self. And this is all through the chakras. For many, the chakras are the beginning of our awakening into the the greatness of who we are, our spirituality. Yet there's so much more that we can learn about the chakras. And my guest today is here to share her Vedic wisdom and her yogic wisdom with us in dealing with the chakras. Evelyn Einhauser is with us, and we are so pleased to introduce this beautiful energy worker to everyone in this audience. Hello, Evelyn. Hello, Lauren. Thank you so much for hosting me. I'm so privileged to talk to you today and to everybody else who's listening. I first want to share that I've been in your course, uh, one of the chakra courses for the root chakra. And I just have to say it is exquisite. It brings in so many elements. One, it brings in the elements of Sedona, Arizona, which is very Lemurian. And it brings in chanting and yoga. And this is such a rich experience. So before we talk about that and your teaching of the chakras and your information with it, let's start with you. What was your awakening like and how did that lead you to what you do today? Yes, it's 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 a big part of it. So yoga has been a big part of my personal journey, not just like usual teacher trainings, but I lived in India for four years. And similar to people who go to an ashram or some Himalayan thing, you can imagine I went there and I studied eight hours per day and I did really sacred ancient practices, lots of chanting. And so in my awakening process, I also saw how powerful these tools actually can be if they are connected to that consciousness field that stands behind them, plus if they are connected energetically because a lot of the yoga in the West is very physically oriented, which is beautiful because it keeps us in shape and we all want to look nice, but it doesn't really have that spiritual effect. It doesn't really have that energetic effect. It doesn't really connect to the power of our soul's evolution and what stands behind the teachings. And so I lived in India for four years. I studied every day for eight hours. I had all these experiences like getting a rash on my throat from chanting so much and like this unblocking sense of of certain chakras and also in the body, just seeing these kind of things. I had a um, Kundalini awakening 
So Kundalini has been part of my experience. And um, so all these things were, were very basic to my awakening journey. And then came things like energy transmissions and other things that are, I think, very natural to a lot of your viewers. And I was always thinking, how can I, how can I bring these parts together? How can I, how can yoga be a bit more connected to quantum, to our multidimensional selves, to understanding more of our soul self? How can I how can I draw these these different aspects more together? How can I bring elemental work in? Because the chakras are so elemental in their understanding. And that's how I we all, but that's how I created this course from literally drawing in all these different parts that have been part of my personal awakening journey and that I felt were really, really profoundly shifting somebody's energy body as well as their connection to their soul self as well as having an experience of something if you look at these ancient scriptures they actually say that yoga is only yoga when you get to experience what is talked about so I was always thinking how do I generate experiences for for people with their energy body with the elements with with an awakening yeah so beautiful and fascinating four years in India what was that like um and where were you originally from? Because there's a little bit of culture shock when we go to another country. Really, if it's our first country that we've been to, what was that like for you? How did you handle India? Yeah, it was very difficult. Like many people think that India is just nice and everything but it was really difficult like you said it's it was a huge culture shock i come from germany originally and then i went to india and i lived in an indian family i was very embedded in indian culture which was such a honor and a benefit for me because it's just such a difference um uh, a different way of spiritual living that at that point of time for me was really healing too I have to say coming from Germany where it's very mentally and intellectually oriented coming to India where people they draw columns like these these beautiful uh, geometries in front of their houses every day they decorate the gods with flowers spirituality is just as part of life if you don't know what why things happen to you, it's your past Janma, it's your past birth. So there's just this 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 integration of spirit in in normal life, which was really healing on one side, and on another side, like you said, it was also very challenging, simply from how the culture functions and how different it is to the West. But for me, a lot of my journey is always bringing together dualities, drawing together these East, West, you know, energy transmission, ancient, ancient wisdom, breaking out of these patterns and drawing things together, drawing polarities together has been a big part of, of, of my personal journey. 
understanding of non-duality and at the same time right we're all on a journey all growing these are also polarities so a lot of us i think are searching and finding these days ways for more unity more of the bringing together of these things more of the spirit embodied it's i don't know how you see it i would love to hear but it's more about these days it's not anymore about sitting in the ashram and it's not about completely going the opposite it's like we want to have more of this ascendant self you know of this embodied self and it is this time that we're in right now that is really giving us the opportunity to do that it's like um if we don't learn how to balance these polarities we will find ourselves in intense times so really good that you are a master at that and you help people master at that and for all of us in the collective we are learning how to do that so um really wonderful thank you for sharing that part of your story it's so fascinating and you mentioned some things the power to connect to use these tools to connect to that quantum part of ourselves and the multi-dimensional part of ourselves that's fascinating we're going to dive deeper into that topic you mentioned the throat chakra a rash on your throat and you mentioned a kundalini awakening and also energy transmissions so there's a couple of questions here one on each of those topics um do you feel that the throat chakra was uh, an opening for you that you had to work through something and and the chanting allowed you to do that yes it was really massive for me when i came to india and i started chanting and really chanting they chant chants for hours so it's longer chants from the vedas it's very high frequency we have to imagine these rishis this was also energy transmission they they sat in meditation and they received the complete vedas it was all transmitted it's what a lot of people nowadays do a lot of your viewers probably do and um all what what came to them was very high in frequency so when you're chanting what you're doing to yourself is not just using your voice but it's literally you're infusing yourself continuously with higher frequency when i started chanting lauren i had no voice which was also metaphysically speaking i didn't know like what's happening with my awakening journey i didn't know um who I am, I didn't know what I meant to do in this life. And I could not chant loudly. And I remember I was in a, um, it was like a workshop and we were chanting three hours per day. And I started having to go to the toilet. So there was all this detoxification happening. And people were always looking at me and I was trying to chant and nothing came out and then came this big rash on my throat and one day I remember I because we all had then to to have our part and chant aloud which 
was very difficult for me at that time. And I start chanting aloud and I'm thinking, oh my God, it's gonna be horrible again. And suddenly my voice came and it was suddenly like this loud voice and a resonance came. And I was thinking, and I remember the whole group, everybody was looking at me because they were used to me not being able. And then suddenly the voice came and then the rash subsided. It was so powerful just to see, just to see even physically how, how these metaphysical um, energies manifest and, and what it means for you. Yeah. That is fascinating. And it's actually answering part of another question that I have for you. Before I get to that question about energy transmissions and, and, and how they operate, you've already started to explain it, but you mentioned Kundalini awakening. What is that? What was that like for you? And are we all going through that in certain ways? What is required or what's necessary for that to open up in that way? So the Kundalini, many people know, sits at the base of the spine. It's really your cosmic energy. It's cosmic creative energy, cosmic sexual energy. It just, it's a creation energy. And it is as if you are installing your higher self inside of your body. And you can imagine when the soul steps itself down, it is basically your divine energy, your cosmic energy, your higher self energy steps itself down through the chakras and becomes denser and denser. So the elements densify, right? So we, we come from the ether element, wind element, fire element. And so the energy becomes denser and denser. And then at the end of the, your spine, the, the cosmic energy is basically so solidified that it starts to settle at the base of the spine. Kundalini awakening is about awakening that cosmic energy back in the body. Now, many people that are on this ascension journey, awakening journey, they have anyways already what I consider pranic experiences experiences with life force so you're vibrating at night or you're having because of your 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 nadis waking up the energy channels waking up you you might have all these visions and stuff because already your life force is awake now when kundalini wakes up and then you start having um maybe um what's called pranotana actually it means that the that the life force, the pranic energy goes up your spine. So some people already think that's a Kundalini awakening if the pranic energy goes up the spine. But when Kundalini is really awake, it is not just a one-time uh, pranic experience of something going up your spine. It is literally that it is as if you have your higher self in your body. So it will continuously work on you all the time. And it will sometimes just become active without you doing actually anything. And depending on how your focus is, it's also, for me, it works a lot over the chakras, actually. For other people, 
I don't know if you saw this, but there are people that have extreme reactions to Kundalini that when they sit down, they shake in meditation and stuff because not because the Kundalini is bad, it's your higher self, but it's literally trying to unblock certain channels in the body and trying to actually help you on this awakening process, on this ascension process, on making us all more channels for higher frequency because ultimately that's that's what we all are right okay so then the next part of this question and it's going to bring us into the chakras and our discussion on more of those but you also mentioned that that after this happened for you then comes the energy transmissions and you transmit energy and the rishis transmit energy so we can all begin to transmit energy. Yes, I, I, I feel that each one of us is really a vessel. And from a soul level, the more we connect to our soul, the more it's about an energy streaming through us. It has nothing to do anymore with me as a personality self that uh, where the ego continuously tries to either feel very bad about myself or feel that I'm grandiose and over people. It is that the soul becomes vessel, becomes transmitter, and that we are more able to connect to different consciousness fields. Now, you know, people have all different consciousness fields, like radio stations that we are. And we connect to different of these. And some people connect more to galactic radio stations and other connect more to elemental radio stations. And this consciousness field around yoga is also like these, these enlightened beings that stand behind it. There's also a distinct energy that actually comes with it. And that sometimes can come through the practices and 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 also through a transmission yeah that seems like it would be each of our goals is to bring this connection with our higher self embodiment so we can literally walk the planet transmitting that peace and that energy yes. and you know what we're probably already doing it but we're not aware of it yes but when we're in a a place of peace and joy and ease and grace and flow and not in the head when we're in the heart would you say that's when this higher self expression of our soul is giving an energy transmission yes beautifully said lauren i also want to say this to people it's not always about doing it's literally that you are being you're radiating because certain people they're so sensitive and they're more like pillars and still they will influence their environment and it's helpful that they are here simply by their presence and by them connecting more to their presence because people always think oh my god I'm not a spiritual teacher or I'm not this and they might be working in a kindergarten or they might be working I don't know as a driver it doesn't matter it's their presence that will help harmonize in a way the environment 
And yes, I agree with you. Heart chakra in the ancient understanding is where Jiva Atma sits, like your soul's um, connection, the connection point to your soul. So if we are in the heart, if we can get out of our minds and also get out of the fears, which are often connected to the, to the lower chakras and settle more into our hearts, then the connection opens to our soul and to, to, to one another, right? If I connect to you from my heart, it's a very different game than just uh, if I connect to what I think I know about a person by my intellect or what I've heard or, or whatever. True connection, always heart-based. And that is our mission here and everyone watching and listening is to truly anchor ourselves in the heart, in heart-based living and help others do it as well. I see the earth in heart-based living. It's a beautiful place and it can shift pretty quickly. So that's why I honor you for your teachings that you bring to the world to assist in this matter. So let's continue our discussion on the chakras. It really is quite amazing. Can you explain, and then we'll go into an experience with you, but can you explain more about the chakras and what might be out of our intellectual reach of the ancient wisdom that they hold? Yes, absolutely. So from, from metaphysical or multidimensional perspective, you can imagine them as different densities. Like a lot of people talk about how we are now shifting density. And like what you said, when we reach fourth density, and that's just a place that we inhabit, like you were so beautifully saying, it means we are living from the heart and I can see myself in connection. It's a lot what the indigenous people also did around the planet, just knowing I'm connected to one another, I'm connected to the plants and the earth and, and everybody else. The chakras, as people also know, represent the seven rays of the sun so it's all these different frequencies in the same way as the densities now the ancient people they talked not about density but they talked about locus so the understanding was that we have different realms that we inhabit which is just their 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 uh, language for for these different densities and like I said in the beginning, the idea was that we have become very solid. We have become very materialized. We have become very physicalized. And we want to start our ascension journey upwards, alchemizing the elements, coming a little upwards, moving into different densities. All this is represented by the chakras. And what's so beautiful about them is you have a map, you have a step-by-step -step plan where you are not just working on your higher self, but you are, and on the connection to the elements and the connection to one another, but you're also working on your life, on, on healing aspects of the self. 
and the chakras up till the third eye, each one of them, because these, these, these energy channels meet. So each one of them actually represents the duality until the third eye, where we are in unity, like in complete unity. So we have the different points where I meet another. I have some sorts of polarity within myself that I need to work with, that I need to heal. And that's what I like about the chakras. It's, it's this step-by-step -step plan and map that helps you come into greater unity with the world, but also within yourself and healing different aspects. Because it's always these two things, right? The space who we actually are beyond form and my person self that has struggles and, and suffering and whatever. And to work on both, how do I do this? They, they offer real, um, real, real, a real ladder between, between those, those, those two. I think it would be a great time to go into an experience with you so that we can understand more about those energy centers and how we can weave the duality in them. So let's do that. So I'm gonna um, offer a chant and you just close your eyes for a moment. And instead of trying to understand the words or something, you just feel the frequency. And you just try to understand the frequency of the chant. Om Shanno Mitra Shambarunaha Shanno Bhavadvaryama Shanna Indro Brahaspatihi Shanno Vishnu Ruru Kramaha Namo Brahmane Namaste Vayu Tvameva Pratyaksham Brahmasi Tvameva Pratyaksham Brahmavadeshyami Rutam Vadeshyami Tanman Avatu Tatsvaktaramavatu Avatu Mam Avatu Vaktaram Om Shanti 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 So peaceful. Very good. It's called, it's one of the Dasha Shantaya. It's one of the 10 
chance on peace. So you picked up on the frequency perfectly. And we can feel what an energy transmission is with that. Yes. Wow, thank you. So when you're working in your course, we'll talk a little bit about your course now and how it supports the connection to our higher self through the chakras. What is it all about? What's going on in your course? You go through each chakra, tell us more. So I have courses for each of the chakras. Each course is four week long course. And usually it's always like in each week you get a specific energetic yogic practice. So even if you don't do yoga or are afraid of these yoga practices that sometimes are in the studio happening, it's not physically challenging but it will do something to you energetically. There's a lot of, um, of specific seals and specific locks that are not so much known actually in the West that literally lock energies inside the body and unlock energies inside the body that are very chakra specific. So it's a four week long course. Each week has another topic that's very important for this chakra. So the first week usually is a connection to the element because the element itself opens us up to the understanding, like a visceral understanding and a deeper understanding of the chakra. So uh, Muladhara, root chakra, as an example, first week is a connection to the earth element. And so the practice will be a connection to the earth element and you stabilizing that element in the body and connecting yourself to the body. And a lot of people, and then the energy transmission that I've done with it is really opening yourself to this earth element. And so what happened to people when they, when they, when they do this, one lady was saying that she felt like a magnet. She felt as if she was pulled into the earth and really stabilized in a way that she hadn't because a lot of the spiritual people, they actually have a problem with uh, anchoring all of their spiritual knowledge and their, their capacities and, and also just being physicalized in the body walking around. So it really helped her to anchor herself. And the interesting part was she said she was getting deeper into the earth. And simultaneously, she had more of her higher self come in, which, which a lot of people, you know, like associate, I have to go up. And she said she had the opposite. The more she was rooting herself in the body and rooting into the earth and the magnetism of the earth, the more she felt held and as a container space to actually get all the information that, that she channels into arts. That's what she does. But so the first week is always an elemental introduction, understanding the element, not conceptually, but what is the earth? What is the water? How does water feel? What gifts open up for me through water, through the earth? 
people start having connections to plants plants start talking to them they start suddenly making herbal medicines because it's part of their gift kit but it's not yet opened up because they haven't connected to that element so it's this oneness that establishes also that your gifts come out so fast week is always this elemental connection that opens up the theme second week is always a healing so in the in the root chakra it's about inner child healing so i give a transmission where i talk about going into different aspects of your inner child and releasing them and healing them there's also ancestral healing in the root chakra because the earth it connects us to the lines of the earth and our our um our ancestors and in yoga we see seven generations before you that actually also influence your soul, your path, your, your, your essence. And then the, the last week is always stronger connection than to a higher self or, 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 or to something that, that um, is, is, is relevant. So it's all these different aspects of each chakra that start to get, get unfolded throughout the weeks, through you doing a practice, through you listening to healing meditations, healing transmissions, to you listening and chanting, having little chants. And then I have a workbook for each of the courses that asks you a lot of questions, like your inner child healing. Obviously, it's not, not just listening to something. It's asking yourself questions about, about what is the ancestral healing is you sit yourself in a transmission in a chair with different roles of your ancestors and you watch who's standing up and wants to say something to you so it can be very powerful for people not just in what they connect with but also in opening up gifts that they didn't know like connection to the earth or some people when they do ancestral healing they realize that they have really shamanic gifts and that they can go into these ancestral lines and do healing. And that's the beauty for me. It's not just about healing and, and getting something passive. It's also bringing out more of, of who you are on a soul level, helping you activate that. It is beautiful. Thank you how in depth we go and that was just the root chakra so there's more and look at the exploration i mean four weeks on the root chakra and then um, the healing that comes with it the connectedness that with it and then the connection with the higher self it really is extraordinary so i wanted to mention as well that it is beautiful you're in Sedona and you can feel the energy of Sedona in because you do them outside so there's also that um, aspect of nature coming in do you want to share more about the location that you're in and how that affects us yes absolutely so I'm very privileged to be here as people many people know it's a very sacred spot it's so sacred that in for the indigenous people they used us just for ceremony and it's what I feel that 
I take my videos there and the videos and the nature that works with me. Now, when I came to Sedona, I was very lucky. I had a I had an Apache driver and he said to me, um, do a ceremony for for the for the indigenous people and say hello to the land. And I did that and I actually did not think much about it. I just thought that this is a really nice thing and I'm going to do this. And I also want to say hello to this new place that I'm in. And so I did that. And what afterwards happened was really that I felt that the space here or this place is opening itself. I think there's a lot that comes when we come and we say give gratitude and we we say we come from a good place and we honor who, who have been the guardians of a place. And so now for every one of these chakras, I felt specific energies guiding me. Like when I did the water, the, the second chakra is about the water element and it's not raining much here. It was raining all the time. When I did the earth element, I was really, there was a lot of the rocks and the minerals and really that kind of energy that I was guided to go and do my practice videos in. So it's always that background. When I did ancestral healing, I was guided to go to a cave that is connected here to the creation story where a woman sat in the cave who was supposedly the first, first woman. And so it's so interesting because I follow this guidance and I feel that this, this, this sacred place here helps and works. And I get that feedback also from, from the participants of my course that, that there's an energy in Sedona, from Sedona, that also comes with these, with these videos. And it shows us again, this capacity of oneness that we all move into more and more and what it really then means to source your courses, your, your projects, your job, whatever it is from that deeper space in connection to the place, other people, communities. And, and I think that's part of what we are all moving into. Like you said, heart-based living has a way of more and more integrating and coming into this oneness field that we actually are. So for those who are working to balance the dualities in the world, this is something that will help them. And that helps them actually bring in the inspiration. Can you talk more about how someone would work with this and their purpose in life, how it supports them really connecting to their purpose or their blueprint of their soul. How would one understand what that is? Is it this daily practice of the chanting with the yoga that builds that connection just naturally without really having to force anything? It's just part of who we are. Yeah, I love what you said. I think a lot of it is possible recognizing what life wants to show you. Like in my perception, the soul really writes 
your life here. So all the blame game starts to dissipate. And it's like you write your own name so you can look up at what that means. You write your own parents. That's a big one for some people. But as a fundamental energy, can you understand the polarity that they represented for you in your life? Because it's energies also inside of you. And like I said to you, I was guided. My life led me to India. So it was East, West, and all these different things. So I can ask people, what is your life about? What has your life shown to you? What is happening? We always think, oh, awakening journey, and then I know more about my soul. But your whole life is some pointing, continuous pointing to who you are on a soul level, what you are meant to do. You have a lot of diseases or suffering. For sure, you are a healer. And the medicine basket that you are meant to, to weave yourself, you weave not just through theory. You weave because you have to find something. People that have shamanic, shamanic soul gifts usually have to face death in the form that they have some sort of inner death happening or that they are connected to death. So it is really this awareness of why are things happening for me if I don't think they are just happening to me, but if I understand my soul writes them for me, so I understand what I'm meant to bring out and gift. And if, yeah, and so it's not so much that you need to be different to, to who you are or, you know, like you're not good enough or this whole story, what we always have. It's more about realizing what is my life about and what kind of reasons or meaning does that have for me on a soul level? And the soul is always interested, not just in self-healing, but then I understand something so I can offer it to, to others. It's, it's, it's then always that this, I understand something and I put it into service. It's, it's what you also so beautifully do with, with your show. It's like you, you are interested, but at the same time, your soul has an interest in, in, in sharing these modalities in helping and bringing people together. And that's, that's very beautiful. And that's wonderful because we can understand the comment now where light workers are shy, let's say, or we're hiding, maybe because of past lives where we were taken out because of the light we brought to the planet. And so when we have something, a truth from our experience of a vibration, or we receive an inspiration, or we have, um, maybe we channel a message that we don't keep it to ourselves, but we share it. That's really important. Um, many of us would say, why would my struggle <laughs> or my story have any benefit for another person? It's so ugly or harsh or intense, but you just said the importance 
of why that's so important to share because it's our soul that wants us to share. Yes. Does it help? How does that help others sharing our story? Yes, beautifully said, because we can relate. And again, we connect. We understand we are not alone. And we start to understand also how consciousness works and that so many people right now go through the exact same kind of experiences on their awakening journey. And you start to see it's more like a group consciousness that, that goes through things. And, and in that context also, I have a lot of people that, for example, they have done this, like they done yoga, and then they have done this, and they always feel they cannot bring it together. But we are all waiting for new modalities, new courses, new ways. And it, you, if you are always looking who else is hopefully doing that, it's probably like a point that you are meant to do that. You are meant to bring these things together, whatever it is. And don't, like you said so beautifully, don't feel shy about, about drawing things together that haven't existed yet. For me, it was awesome. I love the yoga. But how can we how can we bring it back to that multidimensional perspective? How can I still do practices, but not in the sense that we have? And I had to sit myself down and, and draw these different aspects together. And I think there's so much richness coming because each one of us is this, this unification of, of different things and different ideas and 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 yeah, in that sharing, then that's 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 beautiful because you see, oh wow, it, it benefits others. My struggles to get things together in a way helps others and, and is beneficial for others. And and everything that people have done are your sole aspects. So how can you allow them all in? and make a big feast at a table and, um, and offer this. I can feel those watching and listening, feeling empowered and inspired anew, uh, ready to assist. Maybe some are gonna write books or just begin sharing or sharing their experience. Wow, thank you, thank you, thank you. So this the special offer that you've got, you've talked about the first course on the chakra, the root chakra, that's beautiful. And there's more to it here. You've combined all of the elements that you've studied into something that's new. What I love about it is it is multidimensional. It puts us into that energetic space with the chanting and then the physical with the, with the yoga. And you also, um, there's meditations and contemplations for people to consider. So do you wanna add anything more about that course and how it could benefit or who it benefits? Yeah, I, had, I have two beautiful offers for your viewers. So the one is just to try the full, the, the full um, root chakra course which is the starting point of, of the chakra journey. And the other is to, to 
dive into one week, the fast week, and just feel this element of earth and connect yourself back to the earth and to, um, to feel what that means and how that helps and empowers you in being better connected upwards and downwards like a pillar and not 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 scattered anymore but really clear and aligned in your being and you will get the full workbook so you can also just read the other weeks and even in this this first week course can read it all so it depends on 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 how much you want to invest and how much time you have for the courses but both is basically an introduction and and into my work and seeing how how that can benefit you and if it resonates and 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 um, how it opens you to to an energetic experience of the chakras and of the elements because that's another thing the chakras literally at some point become viscerally impalpable they are part then of your perception palette and they're not anymore so um just this idea that you have of certain energy um, points in the body but they become part of your experience similar to you being able to feel your heart beats at some point you feel them like pounding little things and this also opens for a lot of people that work with me just a more palpable perception of their energy bodies of of how they are structured energetically and 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 then a more easily um, that they can access this and, and 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 work on that level on themselves fascinating thank you i want to say that the link to the special offer it's right here on this webpage. Click it and you'll be taken to those options to join Evelyn in this beautiful course. It is a beautiful gift that we can give ourselves and we can do it at our own pace. How would you say people work with this? So if it's week by week, four weeks, and it's week by week, would you watch the video day by day? Is that what you recommend? or? the meditation, what's the best way to work with that? So there's a daily practice. It's one practice per week. And that's really helpful if you do the practice every day because it literally, it opens something energetically and it's gonna stabilize you a lot. What the yogic practices in the physical body do with you is that they're gonna stabilize you for the energy work. And then the transmissions, like more of the meditations that you're gonna listen to, um, you can just lie with them in bed and then take 48 hours for them to, to, um, to integrate because they are quite strong also in opening you to the energetics so it's also synchronous so you do the physical practices they stabilize usually you do the energy transmissions because they will open the energy body they will open your nadis they will do a lot of clearing uh, energy comes through me so there's a lot of clearing that's happening a lot of healing that's happening and it needs 48 hours and then there are chants and stuff that you can can go to and 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 the questions that you can go to at any at any point of time 
but whether a person then needs two weeks for the first week or you know takes a little longer when they do their their inner child healing for example or they feel oh i want to this practice is really supporting me right now tremendously then it's not you know you don't have to you again you listen to your higher self and your your own connection to spirits and your own guidance and and it and then you see what uh, how long you want to do these but in general you can do one each week and have a four week uh, experience of 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 this chakra thank you so much it is beautiful to work with these videos each week and to repeat each day and the yoga is it's it, we don't mean to put anyone off or frighten anyone or get anyone thinking that it's intense or anything because it's it's i don't want to say the word simple but i think we can when you're just in um a pose and there's simple poses but that simple pose has tremendous benefits in the stabilization of that energy on the physical level so it's really beautiful yes and when we come away from when we offer ourselves the time to do this it may be interesting to see where we resist going to it like maybe we don't do maybe it's best to have a daily plan and say i'm going to do it right in the start of my day or in the middle of my day or at the end of my day and then when we do that on that regular basis that builds our practice and then we become accustomed to that vibration so in the first hesitancy or resistance to even start once we feel what happens in our own beingness and our multi-dimensionality that's going to draw us in even more because of the way it makes us feel it's luscious it's wonderful I love that, Lauren, what you're saying. It's a lot about accountability and self-love in the end. So it's not like a disciplinarian approach, what you need to do. But it's really like I offer myself the sacred space of starting my day with a practice. Like you said, it's not physically going to exhaust you. It's just opening. You're breathing a lot. You, you will see what that alone does and how your day looks differently when you start it like this and when you connect to the earth, for example, or to the water, for example, and what that does for you in your uh, capacities, but also simply for us to, to, to be here, to be present, to be calm, to be at peace, to be loving, to be to start my day and a lot is about coming back to something like this right that anchors me into into my thing and some people they have their little rituals that they do every day but if you don't have that yet that's also a beautiful way how to start it you know like you don't have to think much you do the practice and I put into the workbook for example you note down how you felt before how you feel after the practice. So it also keeps you a little bit accountable, but also you see, 
oh wow, you become more aware. Oh wow, this is happening due to this kind of practice. This is happening when I chant this kind of mantra. This is happening due to the meditation or transmission that I listen to. And, and so, um, yeah, I think that that is a really helpful tool for people to come more into self-love and simply to come back to themselves because we're all scattered and have our lives and stuff. And can you have a sacred space for yourself that connects you deeply within so you're more able to, to go out and to, to, to do what you are meant to do here? Yes, it is a beautiful modality that you've created here with the um, practice, the yoga, the chanting, the meditation, the connectedness to our quantum self, our multidimensionality, to soul embodiment. And when we move this way in the world, it's a different world. We feel very empowered. So thank you so much for creating this, for being bold and brave and courageous to bring it forth and to share it. I know that you are supported by illumined beings with the energy behind all of this as well. And we can feel that uh, not only by looking at the videos, but in the chanting and, and then how we feel in ourselves. We too are supported. So it is really wonderful. And I wanna give you a moment to mention any of the other weeks, the other courses of the other chakras, is there anything you want to share maybe in an overview about those? Yeah, what I can share is uh, so far I've developed until the throat chakra, because really interesting for me, I also get guidance on when to bring which kind of course in connection to what's happening in the collective and where we are within the densities as a more group consciousness of people that are awakening. And right now there's a lot about expression. So I'm right now doing with a whole group, my, my course, they're going through the throat. And for a lot of people, I feel it's very strongly right now about their purpose and about standing stronger in their purpose in the world and for a lot of people purpose is changing also they get some new assignments or some some new things are happening and what i also feel is more easy for a lot of people to express their spirituality to express their multidimensionality so there's also some sort of shift that is that is happening and because it's the last chakra that deals with the polarities there's also some form of harmony now coming where people are more in acceptance of 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 just these differences within the awakened society also within the ascension community and it's and within spirituality in general it's more like an acceptance of the highs and lows of life and of these different aspects so wherever you are on your journey you can think about this a little bit what it's about for you thematically look on the home page see whether what what chakra maybe you have already an idea intuitively 
what chakra you want to work on. Maybe your body gives you certain signals that you know, okay, or, or you have a problem with your heart opening or something where you know, okay, this is something that that I would like to, to actually um, delve into deeper. People can always contact me, ask me a question. I'm always available. So, yeah. Thank you. So you mentioned something I want to go more into the polarities in the chakras and you mentioned that the throat chakra is the last one with the polarity so can you explain a little bit more about what that means let's think about the heart chakra i guess if you have sadness or grief that's a polarity and there's bliss as well but then when we're looking at the third eye there's no duality in the third eye and there's no duality in the crown. Explain more. So in, in the yogic understanding from this oneness that we all come, come from, where we are not anymore one singular focal point of consciousness, but just, just one. The understanding is that the soul then basically comes in with a certain purpose it's like out of this oneness there comes the frequency that lauren wants to to express in this life as a soul and you have this distinct frequency that is that is the third eye and then your frequency basically splits itself into these distinct elements so the ether element is connected to the throat the ether element is this space of possibility. It's all these different timelines that the soul can inhabit and can look at. That's why the, the space element, the ether element in Sanskrit is called Akasha. And that's where the Akashic records as a terminology actually comes from. The, the geometry of ether is a circle that depicts this different timelines simultaneously existing, depending on what your soul wants to observe, the themes of your soul, what is, what is happening. And when we come from down below and we step into love and into, there's a lot of giving if somebody's heart opens and it's, it's fourth density and you want to give love and do you have this this hugging everybody sensation. And in the, in the throat, when you step further up, it's more like the neutrality, like this acceptance. My life has valleys as a person. My life has highs as a person. And I start to understand, oh, wow, even these valley experiences that you had, the suffering or whatever, in some ways they benefited your soul or they helped you become who you are. And you start being okay with life, you know, like knowing these, these polarities exist. It's a lot what's happening in the throat, like more of this complete acceptance of, of the dualities of your life before then there is a there's a there's a merging and not anymore and and ding dong with 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 certain themes like solar plexus, I can give an example. The understanding was the different pranic structures 
breath work comes together, the upper stream bounces against the lower stream. So this is what's happening in your solar plexus. And that's why it's like the power center. And that's why it's the center where we have all these usual, uh, you know, like power struggles with other people where we feel there's this aggression or the fire element in general causing these kind of things. So it's really helpful in, in, in so many ways. And there's a lot right now connected to purpose, destiny, um, soul calling, different timelines opening up for people, more of this seeing all these dualities or all these different people, even within spirituality, even within our communities. And just, you know, just saying, wow, yeah, everybody offers their little puzzle piece. And even if I'm not, you know, interested in that field, I can still appreciate their puzzle piece within the grand scheme of, of, of our ascending community or our awakening community or our spiritual community on this planet. This is beautiful. And again, we invite everyone to check it out and to invest this for themselves. It's a beautiful way to love yourself, to stabilize yourself, to express yourself, to balance yourself, and to move on our planet in a state of harmony, grace, and ease. And yes. as and we close our session today, I wanted you to talk a little bit about Sanskrit. Did you learn Sanskrit? That's a very ancient language. There's a purity to it. Is there anything you'd like to share about Sanskrit? Yes, I'm happy to. So in India, Sanskrit is called Devanagari. It is the language of the devas. It is the language of the gods. And how it was received or perceived is that the god Shiva, he, he has a drum and he was drumming this. And by the different vowels and different sounds, he was actually creating, was creating the universe. So it's very powerful sounds. It's a language that's so old that it is not deriving itself over meaning like usually like I say to you table and it has a distinct meaning for you in your head the the, the image of a table Sanskrit reveals itself over the sound like what you experienced when I was chanting you got the message because it was a peace chant I was chanting so we we hear the sound and the sound reveals meaning and because it's so high vibrational, our souls can receive the, the transmission or receive these sounds differently, receive these mantras differently. And we still have to see that for thousands of years, these Vedic mantras that were in the Vedas were held secret. Only the priest caste was allowed to chant them women were not allowed to chant them. There was a lot of stuff because of the power of it, because of the power of manifestation, of ritual, of ceremony, of, of, of bringing in divine consciousness, having that stream through you 
connecting to this oneness or the I am presence, who you are beyond form. And just having you have an experience, lots of chants talk about this merging with, with the absolute, how that feels like. They try to, to convey to you an experience of that. So it's ex an extremely powerful language. And we are very fortunate these days that this has opened up, but there's still people in India that are very... Um, biased about um about these these mantras being available to to the public well they are available and we can all work with them and access them it's not very difficult it's again we can simplify it you've helped to make it simple and then we get to experience what that is again mantras are energetic transmissions we're bringing in that energy by sharing those words and making those sounds and we can feel it. So thank you for this beautiful experience today. Thank you for working with those who choose to work with you. Again, you're a beautiful teacher here. What a wonderful guide. You've done this in your own life and that's what makes you so capable and an awesome guide for others. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, Lauren, for having me, for your kindness of being and, and the love you emit. And thank you. Thank you. Any final thoughts you'd like to share? Just, I'm like, if you're interested, just check it out. And for everybody, just dare being yourself. Like my journey is a lot about about this and drawing your soul aspects together. And so even if you don't do my course, then take this as an inspiration. Everybody's needed. Everybody has a puzzle piece to share. And um, whatever is it that you bring together is, is unique for you and, and do that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Evelyn Einhauser. This has been a beautiful quantum conversation. We feel your essence and your vibration, and we are lifted higher. Thank you. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation, and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.